0: You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open-source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, go to naturalstacks.com. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance p -p 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 podcast Uh, On today's episode, we're joined by Angelo Poli. And this episode is one of the more refreshing episodes that I've recorded in a while. And the reason is, is because there's no BS. This is not a fad diet. This is not a cure-all panacea. Hey, everyone should do this or everyone should do that. This is the opposite of those types of podcasts. Because what Angelo does, he founded a company called Metpro. And what Metpro does is they develop a custom plan for you to have the body that you want and the performance that you want that's based on your metabolic profile. So this takes a whole bunch of data and a whole bunch of uh, considerations to develop the best possible plan to reach the goals that you want. Now that might sound, uh, I don't know how it sounds, but the fact of the matter is, is that what works for me doesn't work for you. In this episode, Angelo explains very clearly how all of us have different needs, how all of us respond differently to the food that we eat. So we talk about the lifestyle that you lead. We talk about what is your metabolic rate. We talk about your schedule, your food preference. And based on those sorts of metrics, including how your body has responded to dietary approaches in the past, and including some other data points, it puts together a specific custom plan for you to do what you need to do. What this provides... I think unlike any other service that I've seen is something that's absolutely custom to you and it's not for everybody. It's not for uh, someone who enjoys tinkering around with yo-yo diets, but who this is for is for people who are just sort of at a loss like, I don't know what's going to be the best thing for me. I don't know if I should be doing low carb. I don't know if I should be working out later or earlier. I don't know if I should be doing high intensity or cardio. And frankly, I'm busy and I, (laughs) and I don't have a plan. What this is, is this will, this met pro and how Angelo explains all of this is it takes a custom plan, uh, regardless of where you're at, and helps you get what you want. So if you don't want to lose twenty pounds before your family reunion, or you want to increase your your lean muscle mass, um, they're going to figure out how to do it. And their their business is growing massively fast because they're really good at doing this. And maybe you were thinking about this already, but they have a special offer for all of the listeners. And so what you're going to want to do is go to metpro.co forward slash OPP. And that will get you access to a trainer to have a conversation with someone like, Hey, this is what I'm after. This is what I'm trying to do. There's no risk. You can go check it out on your own. And, uh, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want to talk to someone who's, uh, whose specialty is to help you? You don't have to pay anything up front, but you can actually start talking to one of these experts right away. So go to, go to metpro.co slash OPP for a, a steep special offer. Also, a couple of other announcements. Go to naturalstacks.com slash CBD to learn about the two new CBD products that we're releasing here very shortly. We are all very excited for these products to come out because just like the same way that we do all of our supplements, all of its open source, all of its third-party tested, and all of Uh, the ingredients are posted on every single batch of what we do. Uh, this is really great CBD and it's, um, there's two basically, one is for mood and one is for sleep and you're going to dig them. If you're still listening at this point, uh, I've changed my Instagram name to real Sean McCormick hit me up on Instagram and also follow, Optimal Performance Podcast on Instagram because it now has a dedicated profile outside of Natural Stacks. And uh, we're off to a raging start here in 2019. And it's my pleasure and my honor to be bringing you week after week, the best stuff possible that will help you live the type of life that you want to live. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Angelo Poli. You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean McCormick. It's the OPP. I'm a performance coach, a wellness entrepreneur, a blogger, a speaker, a biohacker, and it's my privilege to bring to you the leading experts in the field of performance. So let's dig right in. And we're here with Angelo Poli, who is the founder of MetPro. Angelo, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks for having me, Sean. So I'd like to start with the same first question with all of our guests, which right now it's 1230 Pacific Standard Time. My question for you is what have you consumed? What have you put into your body today?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I've had a little bit of protein. I've had a little bit of coffee. Today's not an ideal day. We got some unexpected house guests, but made sure it got done, had snacks prepared, and I am feeling good, ready to go, ready to talk today, Sean.
0: Nice. What what specific protein did you eat and how much?
1: I had some turkey today. I had about three ounces. I had a cup of coffee literally on the way over here, and it is time for me to eat my lunch pretty soon, but I'm going to get through this podcast first, Sean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Cool, man. Well, so I'm really excited to talk to you because our audience are a really informed group of folks who are focused on performance. Uh, our, our audience are people who I like to say that, that like to do good work and in the world of biohacking and optimal performance and finding the minimum effective dose for maximum results is at the heart of all of the guests that I bring. And I know that you have created a <laughs> really unique way to get to the heart of of everybody's own metabolic, uh, reality and to optimize that. Can you tell me uh, just a little bit about your personal Genesis story to why you decided to, to double down and, and create this company?
1: Love it. Uh, all of that stuff. I am absolutely jiving with you. Um, the, same passions uh, and probably the same reason that I ended up here doing what I do is as everything you just stated about your uh, the people you interview and the people who listen to your podcast uh, passionate about optimization uh, the specific area for me is metabolism not because I said one day, hey, I, I want to be able to help people with stubborn metabolic rates lose weight or because I, uh, I said, hey, I, I want to go into nutrition or training in a big way. My core passion is the ability for the human body to be able to transform. So I'll, I'll give you just a really, really short kind of personal backstory. When I was in my early 20s, still a kid, uh, suffered a debilitating back injury. And I was into fitness. I was a personal trainer. I wasn't a very good one at the time. (laughs) Didn't have years of experience under my belt yet, but life has a way of changing things. And so some unexpected um, events took place in my life, and uh, I ended up paying the price. I walked with a cane for 10 years. Uh, Didn't want to give up my quest for helping people achieve their fitness goals, their transformation goals. So I started doing education on uh, really the most elusive piece of the equation, which is the metabolism. Uh, and so I would do seminars and lectures and I would travel and, and and work with people from all around the world. You know, I started from way back grassroots working with physique sports. So bodybuilder, bikini figure Model the whole nine yards, then from there graduated into athletics, and that's why I had the privilege of working with um, some of some well-known athletes across multiple sports, and that was just a blast, a really fun time in my life. Uh, now uh, we we work with a lot of uh, I call it executive athletes, business professionals, people who have uh, you know careers and families, and they have a life that they live, and they're looking for fitness and nutrition to enhance that and so they want to know the best as you said like biohacks and strategies to optimize with whatever means they have whatever time they can allocate to optimize the results to transform into either the, a better shape better body weight better composition better performance better health you name it And uh, that's what MetPro, which is short for metabolic profiling, um, uh, that's what it's all about. We're about evaluating someone's starting point and putting together, based on a series of markers, a strategic game plan for nutrition, for training, for lifestyle, for best practices, so that way they can get from point A to point B.
0: I think you're obviously serving an important role because, you know, in any sort of movement, whether it's dietary or nutritional or, um, you know, fitness, you know, the carnivore diet might work for someone, um, and not for another person, you know, intermittent fasting may work for you and not for someone else. And I think that in the realm of, uh, personal nutrition and in the realm of exercise and performance, you know, it's really easy. There's so many generalities that people try to make, you know, this is good for you. You should stop. You know, I I think we can all agree that sugar's bad and that grains are problematic, but, but you know, nightshades are different for everybody and maybe you should be eating in a window. Maybe you shouldn't be. And so what, what I know that you guys do is that it's, it's, like the use the word concierge because mm-hmm. it is specific to you and of one. What is your thing? What are your struggles? What's your metabolic um, reality and how do you make it, make that change? Um, when in turn, how do you, how do you think of the word concierge?
1: Well, so that is kind of a, uh, that, that's kind of the, treat that I've been able to give to myself after working in the trenches for years and years, I have always wanted to be able to work with clients, work with people uh, at the level that I know I could help them transform, I could be successful with them. And there's a lot of things that go into why that's difficult just from a practical standpoint. Um, So as we became a little bit more well-known in the industry and there was a, a greater demand for concierge service, we were able to basically carve out a subset of people that were willing to fully dive in and let us really roll out the red carpet and then and say, hey, look, I want to get healthy. I want to transform my physique. I we work with some, you know, celebrities and athletes that have to be a certain body weight or a certain look for a certain role or whatever the case is. And that's just that's the fun part. That's the fun part. But the big term rewards is, you know, the grandparents who want to have energy to spend time with their grandkids, who want to literally climb that mountain or whatever it is in their life. So Having a platform—that was the word I was looking for—platform to be able to do that from. So our coaches, when they work with our clients, they get to know their clients. This isn't a casual, you know, canned text message of you know tips on how to drink your water for the day. Um, no, we're gonna we're gonna say, hey, you know, how'd your day go? You started with me, boy. You hit. Hit me right between the eyes What'd you do today that's <laughs> yes, right that's right uh, so if you're if i find out you're going to a gala tonight and you're going to be an event um we're going to research the menu in advance if you say hey i'm going to be in philadelphia for two weeks next month we're going to say okay i want you to send me your itinerary of what hotels you're staying at and we're going to do all the legwork and we're going to find you the restaurants within a, a mile radius And give you top three options for ordering and tell you which ones to get for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And oh, by the way, there's a Starbucks you're going to pass on the way. And we want you to swing in there and get one of their protein bistro boxes. You're going to go ahead and toss the cheese because the meal plan I have you on in this phase isn't going to include it at that time of the day. But you're going to eat that fruit and the nuts that come with it. And oh, by the way, there's not a full gym at the hotel you're staying at. There's only a partially equipped gym. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to use the dumbbells and the treadmill and I've custom designed you a program. I know you only have about 20 minutes. So here's what you'll be doing on Tuesday. Here's what you'll be doing on Wednesday. Here's what you'll be doing on Thursday. And if anything changes, just call.
0: That is that's, awesome.
1: That's concierge. And Sean, it is it is a blast. It yeah. is a blast. We have We have so much fun with our clients.
0: Uh, that, that, that level of detail, you really can't get anywhere else because, you know, your, your trainer knows some of you, but most of what your trainer knows of you is how you perform, uh, in the gym. When you come in and work with a trainer, you know, your, your nutrition coach, if you have one, um, uh, knows you to a certain extent, but what you've done is you've taken it, (laughs) you've taken it like to the, like total nerd geek out level to the, you know, there's a Starbucks <laughs> yes. that's 600 feet away from like, like yep. that level of detail, I think is, is, is certainly appealing to a lot of people and especially very busy people. Um, who, who are some of your besides, um, you know, besides some of the celebrities and, uh, and pro athletes that you guys work with, what are some others, you know, some other folks that are, that are common customers, um, or do you call them clients uh, with MetPro?
1: Well, I mean, uh, to be honest, we call them friends because, uh, though we have literally clients and I I think we have currently in five different countries right now, um, we, uh, you would be amazed at how many people actually stop by our, our home base of operations in Northern California and they'll travel from the East coast, even some, um, I have a, a client of mine who's become a dear friend. Uh, who who's been spending time over in Afghanistan and Iraq, and when he is back in the states, um, he'll he'll come and he'll come and see us in our our little home base. So from all over the world, I mean, we we offer a lot of, of course, privacy to our to our clientele, but but who we work with ranges from everything from you know the the celebrities and the athletes that a lot of people know of that we work with, but. Um, What would probably surprise people is to find out that as a statistic, we work with more doctors than any other demographic.
0: Interesting.
1: More doctors and some of them for their own for their own health and for their own goals. Um, But a lot of them uh, just do their research and um, they decide they want to be able to help their patients. And with this particular area, we're not medical. We're not medical, we're we're educational, but they want to come and work with us to learn how we track and monitor an individual's metabolic rate in kind of a real world setting so that way they can give their patients some good advice. Because here's the thing, and I want to back up just a little because you said a few things that just really resonated with me, you know, about there's this type of diet and there's that type of diet out there. Metabolic profiling, MetPro, is not a diet. We are diet agnostic. If you want to be plant-based, we'll be plant-based. If you're you're a meat eater, great. What we are is we're an evaluation system that can work with any strategy that is your personal preference. Now, if there's a strategy that's your personal preference that simply isn't going to get you from point A to point B, we won't be shy. We'll explain here's some alternatives and here's why that probably isn't going to achieve the result you want. But we're able to work with a variety of personal preferences uh, and a variety of lifestyles. And so uh, going back to the doctors, if uh, uh if you were to ask 10 different doctors um, you know, what do you do to to lose weight or to improve you know performance or the best way to eat, you will get 10 different answers. <laughs> you will. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing they will all agree on, is that chart that's on the wall in the back of their room that says, based on your height, weight, and activity level, you burn this amount of calories. <laughs> One thing they will unanimously agree on is that's a bunch of garbage. It just, I wish it worked that way, but it simply doesn't. Um, I have dieted thousands and thousands of people analyze to the umpteenth degree the data, and I can tell you this definitively, there is nothing fair about metabolism. We'd like to think, you know, hey, well, we all have, you know, two hands and two legs and two eyes, and, you know, there's some sort of parity between human beings, Uh, It's, you know, it's just not like that. It's more like dunking in basketball. You know, I've always wanted to be able to dunk, but I'm a, you know, barely five foot eight Italian that, uh, you know, I'm better at short, furry, and funny than I am at dunking the basketball. So it's just not in the cards for me. What I got to learn to do is how do I become the best version of whatever my genetics are going to allow for me? And we have a very justifiable, strategic, systematic process um, that most people, when they hear about it, they go, you know, not everybody loves it's Like, yeah, that's not for me. Or yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. But almost everybody goes, yeah, that makes sense. Why didn't somebody tell me I could do that? Why didn't I think about it in those terms? So we, we look at five things when we make recommendations, when we say, okay, this is what you need to be eating. This is how you need to be training. And here's why we look at five things. Um, I don't want to commandeer this. So if you want to, if you want me to go in a different direction, but I, I would love to be able to share um, the the big five yes, as please. I see it.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Okay.
1: Okay. So the first thing you have to know is your goal. Now that sounds silly. Of course, you know any sort of you know online survey is going to ask what's my goal. No, no. I mean, what is really your goal? So I'll sit across the room from uh, a, a gal who's come in, and I ask her. Um, I I need to know what you would like to achieve. And she goes, well, I want to have a little bit more energy. I'd like to lean out a little bit. I'd like to um, improve my flexibility. And I I just, I, I, I want better performance when I'm at the gym. And I say, okay, we can do that. Now, I need you to know this. If you're wanting me to build you a program, training, nutrition, the whole nine yards, that is optimizing your energy, it will look very different than if you had said to me, look, I need to take off 10 pounds. I got this high school reunion in three weeks that I got to look the best I can for. That would be a very different program. And I'm not saying one is right or one is wrong. I just need to know what's your goal because you don't get to eat your cake and have it too. Um, There are a subset of people who are genetically blessed and they can be generalists and just improve across the board and get a, a good amount of results. The majority of us, especially if you're already in the healthy lifestyle, if you're already eating reasonably clean, if you're already in the habit of regular exercise, if you're not taking specific action steps and becoming more of a specialist than a generalist, at least for a, t- a time, you're probably not going to see a dramatic shift in your physique, in your body composition or in the performance markers that you're looking to increase increase. Classic example, uh, when I get calls, when I'm hired to evaluate a pro-athletes program, um, I mean, you, you name it, across the board, so many different sports out there. Uh, I've had the privilege of working with a lot of football players. I love the sport. So a football player comes to me and says, okay, here's what I need to improve, X, Y, Z. And I say, okay, let me look at your training program. And he lays out this whole training program that accounts for about 12 to 14 hours a week of training, not counting practice, right? So this is heavy-duty stuff. Now I, I have never gone back to one of my pros and said, oh, my gosh, what are you thinking, thud? This is terrible. You don't know what you're talking about here. You need to change up it. I have never done that. What I'm constantly doing is I'm going back to these athletes and I'm saying, now this is a great program. You've got some great elements here. But based on the goal that you have, you need to increase your 40 time. You need a better vertical leap. You need to be 20 pounds lighter. Based on the goal you have, I only see two or three hours out of this 10 to 12 hours a week that are directly correlating to driving that goal. The others are only accessory they're helping but they're not direct drivers we need to reallocate your time not indefinitely but temporarily until we can check certain boxes and then we slide back more towards the center becoming a generalist
0: how how much of of the work that you do is centered around time management all of it <laughs> it, it is I, isn't that's it. It's all about time. I love that question. That's
1: awesome. That is it. I've literally been in retreats, executive retreats, <clears throat> where um, people have asked me to come in and speak because they've heard about this athlete or that celebrity that I worked with. And Angelo, what's your secret? What, what machine do you have them using at the gym? Or what f- superfood are they eating? I tell them, you're asking the wrong question. You want to know the secret? to these results, the secret to how my, my team gets these consistent results out of their clients. It's time management. So when I ask someone, we're, we're seriously going on tangents here, but hopefully this is good stuff. When I ask someone, how many hours a week can you dedicate to your transformation, your personal journey? They always answer me by saying, so well, I can, I can dedicate four hours a week to this. They Always say, I can exercise for this many hours a week. And I have to stop them. I said, I got I to gotta pause you there. I didn't ask how many hours you can exercise. I said, how much time a week can you dedicate to your transformation? The dollars you're paying me are to decide how we're going to spend those hours. And exercise is definitely on the list. But... Let me handle where on the list, because you want to achieve a specific objective. And if you want to get from point A to point B, depending on what that objective is, I may have a very different hierarchy for how you're spending your time. So that's where now we look at how much time does it take to, first of all, Like, hey, I exercised today. I got to the gym. I did 45 minutes on the treadmill. I said, great. Did you have your snacks packed for the day? Did you get that afternoon snack that I asked you about? Well, no, I didn't have that time. But I made it to the gym this morning. I said, eh. Okay, let's back up. Let's back up. I got two clients. Client A. Angelo, I did did everything you told me. Um, I had my meals packed. I had my strategy for exercise. Um, I stopped at that. Uh, restaurant or the grocery store you told me to, to get that quick, healthy lunch. Um, Everything was going good. But on the way home, I stopped by grandma's house and she had just baked a fresh apple pie and I caved. Client two, I did everything you said. I didn't eat a single thing wrong. I exercised today. I didn't have anything prepared in advance because I was busy, but I pulled it off. I will take client a any day of the week because if it's just the, oh, I stopped at grandma's house and I caved and I had that piece of apple pie. I can work with that. It's the foundation. It's the routine. You have to have that in place first because if I have a routine in place, now I can drive the ship. Now I can drive the boat. Now I can drive the bus. I knew I'd land on it one of these times. I'm in control. Whereas if it's just oh I'm gonna try and eat better or or improve my habits I have no leverage because if it works great but when it stops working how do I fix it You see with client A in that scenario I can say okay we're gonna add um, we're gonna add an apple every day to your diet at two o'clock Well I'm not hungry I don't need an apple I said we're gonna add an apple every day to your diet at two o'clock Well why so that way six weeks from now when i'm ready i can take that apple out and because your body is used to getting that apple every day at two o'clock i'm going to be able to actually get a predictable measurable response from your body yeah does that make sense yeah having the routine so it's all about time management and if you and later on if we want we can talk about hacks all surrounding time management, because that is really the key. Uh, yeah. But I, go ahead, go ahead. Well,
0: no, I think, I think that, uh, you know, the biohacking is a term that I use all the time. And um, that, th- that ranges in definition from an implanted piece of electronics in your forearm to uh, a cold shower before bed. Yeah. And yeah. what, what, I think that you're doing, I think that you're hack. I think that you're biohacking. You're using metrics, you're calculating data, you're understanding body types, metabolic rates, you're understanding how to hack a response based on an apple at two o'clock. Because if you're, uh, if you're after a specific goal, you know through your experience and through knowing how, um, how this person is responding to the food that they're eating and the, the exercise that they're doing, you're, gonna, you're able to calculate um, an outcome. And, and to me, dude, that's, that's biohacking. <laughs> well, and, and, and I'll, I'll,
1: I'll try and take it one step further, and that is there's a way to do it without guessing. Because uh, that, so I just covered goals. There's four more points, three more that are really the, the crux of the matter. Uh, goals is the first thing. Now, when we get to point three, that's where the fun happens. The second, the second element we need to look at is body type. A better, really a better description is your genetics, because that's really what your body type is. is it's an expression of on the scale where you are. Um, what your genetic predisposition is. So I'm going to guess most of your listeners know what ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph. Sorry, I won't go into excessive detail, but you have your more petite build, your medium build, and then your stockier build. Uh, Doesn't mean that we're automatically a label, one or the other. We're going to have traits from multiple body types, but we're definitely going to have a dominant body type. Now, knowing, having watched Thousands and thousands of other people of a specific age, demographic and body type participate in specific nutritional tactics and training. We are going to be able to be predictive with the outcomes when selecting, hey, this is the training for you or that's the nutrition starting point for you. So knowing the goal, your genetic predisposition via body type and then baseline testing. So all of it is hypothesis. The reason that we are so big on baseline testing is because then it's no longer a hypothesis, then it's just fact, it just is or it isn't. So what we do at MetPro for baseline testing is we're gonna build for you a meal plan that we have used for similar individuals, given your demographic and scenario and circumstance, where we know the exact calorie counts, We know the exact macronutrient breakdown, we know the the timing of those meals, the glycemic load, you name it, we know basically everything about what you're gonna put in your mouth. Now that sounds like a lot of work, and it is, but I only need it for a few days. Because what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna basically parse your metabolic rate and responsiveness, or compare how you respond against that. Just like, so we have a benchmark meal plan. Now, it's important. Don't change your exercise. If you haven't been exercising, don't start. If you've been exercising, don't change your routine. Eliminate as many variables as we can. Just change your diet to this benchmark. We're gonna observe how your body performs on that, and what you're gonna find is what I led with. There's nothing fair about it. It's either gonna be good news, or it's gonna be bad news, or it's gonna be somewhere in between, but what you'll have is the truth, not the theoretical, not the, here's a book written by some guru who thinks that you're gonna respond this way to this. What we have is past tense. You just did that and here's what happened. You lost four pounds in five days. You just did that and here's what happened. You felt sluggish and you gained two pounds. So now I don't have to guess. Now once I've baseline tested, Now I can actually build out your meal plan, your training strategy and have a step by step progression of here's exactly where we're going to start. Here's exactly what we're going to do. Here's the result I'm looking for. Here's the amount of days I'm going to give to you to hit that result. And if you don't achieve it, here's exactly what our next adjustment is going to be. That's what metabolic profiling is all about. Um, And that's what I'm passionate about. The keep, next, Keep going, oh, man. Keep oh, okay. going.
0: <laughs>
1: Don't stop. The next question is, and this is related to baseline testing, is does your past diet history impact your results now? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it absolutely does. Um, and so I'm going to teach you. Here's the secret I'm going to tell everyone. And it, I've been standing and shouting this from the rooftop, rooftops. The secret to transforming, to changing, physically changing your body is now don't boo me off the stage here. It's not calories, carbohydrates, or even the specific foods you eat. Those matter. Give me me a second before you hang me out to dry. Those matter. But what it's really about is contrast, the distance between what your body is accustomed to versus what you change it to. So here, I'll give you two illustrations of that. Every year when I take some of my physique athletes to competition, um, you know, that's the bodybuilding or physique or figure or bikini, whatever. Uh, I'll get people in the crowd. that will come up, introduce themselves. Mr. Poli, your athletes look great. What do you have? A meeting? eating. And I give the tongue in cheek answer, you know, boiled chicken and broccoli and, you know, and all that stuff. Um, and then here comes the question. If I eat that, will I look like them? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you probably won't. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't achieve that, but let me explain why they look that way. It's not because of the boiled chicken and broccoli or whatever. It's not because of those particular ingredients. It's because of the contrast between the last six, nine months of training where they've been hitting the gym, they've been pumping the iron, they've been gradually and systematically increasing their calorie intake, their carbohydrate intake, their metabolic rate has been upregulating to that point. So now they're used to whatever, 3,000, 4,000, maybe more calories a day, right? Now, when we drop them down to 2,100 calories of boiled chicken and broccoli, it's that contrast that is incinerating the fat off of their body. It's that contrast that's triggering that transformation. And so that's why it's so important to stop reacting to your metabolism. You need to identify where it's at and recondition your metabolism. That's how you are in control of transforming your body, health, physique, you name it. So it's the, it, it's, it's the magic trick. The three neighbors, three ladies are all having lunch together, and they decide they're, gonna, that they're all going to go on the same diet. And one gal comes back a month later, and they're all eating 1,500 calories a day, right? One gal comes back, and she lost weight. Another gal comes back, and she gained weight. And the third came back and she stayed about the same weight. Well, I can magically tell you exactly what those women were previously eating before they started that diet. Right? So here's how it works. The one who lost weight was used to eating more than 1500 calories a day. The one who gained weight was used to eating less than 1500 calories a day. And the one who stayed about the same weight was used to eating about 1500 calories a day. Now, that's just an illustration because as we all know, there is more, there's more moving pieces than just calories in and calories out. There's other ways to manipulate additional dietary levers to manipulate body composition. So a better word would be intake levels, whether you're manipulating carbohydrates, calories, etc. But you can get a baseline for what somebody was used to. So somebody comes to me and says, Angelo, here's what I want. I want to lose 20 pounds. I I talk about weight loss a lot just because that's what a lot of people struggle with. Um, But it could be gain 20 pounds. But for the sake of this illustration, I want to lose 20 pounds. So I take them through the whole process, identify their specific goals, their body type. I find out what they've been doing before uh, nutritionally and training wise. And then I baseline test them. The results of my baseline test comes back where let's say this is a female. And she is in weight maintenance at between 14 to 1,600 calories a day. Now, that's not great, right? That's not great. I'm using that as an example because it's just the reality of what I'll sometimes see. Now, if she comes back to me and says, I want to lose 20 pounds, the first thing we have to do is we have to take her through a metabolic rehabilitation. Why? Because there's not enough leverage there. To create 20 pounds of weight loss, I can lower her calories a little. Shouldn't, shouldn't do it too much, right? But you could lower a little bit the calories. You could lower a little bit the carbohydrates or change up macronutrients or timing or glycemic load, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But on that low of intake, there's just not enough runway to get off the ground. So what's gonna happen is she's gonna lose about two pounds. She's going to plateau, and I'm going to now have to start rehabilitating and revving back up her metabolism. So in that case, what I'm going to do is right out of the gate, I'm going to say, here's the bad news. What you're going to do is you're going to go home tomorrow, and you're going to eat an increased amount of food by exactly this much, no more, exactly this much, a- until you gain a pound. Like, what? You want me to gain a pound? I came to you to lose a pound. <laughs> I want you to gain a pound. So, okay. Go and eat 30 grams more carbs a day. She comes back to me three days later. Um, only up half a pound. Okay. Add another 30 grams of carbs a day. She comes back to me 30 days later. It's like, all right, Angelo, what's going on here? I gained a pound. It's a great job. Now go lose it. Here's how you're going to do it. We're going to add in an extra cardio session. We're going to add in an extra, this with activity, that with activity. And oh, by the way, you have to lose that pound without eating a single bite less of food otherwise it doesn't count now she can do that now if i said go lose 10 pounds without losing a bite without eating a bite less of food forget about it right she's going to tell me to you know take a long walk off a short pier but if i say i want you to exercise 1 pound off and she's getting more fuel during the day she can do that Then she's going to come back to me and literally out of breath, Angela, okay, I did all that extra work you told me to do, and I lost that pound. Now what? I want you to go gain another pound. You're going to increase your intake, 30 grams a day. Let's get to it. So what I'm going to do is I'm I'm going to beat her up. This is going to be tough work. This isn't for the faint of heart, but I'm going to recondition her body up to eating, in some cases, I get women up to eating twice, three times the amount of carbs and maybe 50% more calories than what they were used to. And at the end of the day, you know how much weight they've lost? None. But what I have is leverage to create what I told you the big secret is. Without it, you can't change. Contrast. Now I have somewhat... Now she's eating 2,200 calories a day. She's getting 230, 240 grams of carbs a day. Now, when I put her on XYZ meal plan, guess what's going to happen? Exactly what I want to happen. Her body's going to transform. We're going to either dump weight or we're going to you know, change composition. So it's all about leverage and contrast. And if you don't have enough contrast to start with, we have to create it. And that's how it's done.
0: That must take some time, right? So if people are on, you know, I got to look good for my tenure reunion in two weeks, can, is, is the process similar or what do you have to change? Do you have to build up a, a run? Can you build a runway up in two days so that you can get the change, you know, at week, uh, you know, week one and a half?
1: Great question. Okay. So there's two different, now Now there's two different here's side, sides of the coin. So one is there's smoke and mirrors, right? So there's little tricks of the trade. If I have a client who, um, you know, is going to be filming a scene for a, a movie when they're on the beach and they got to look great or whatever the case may be, um, there's a lot that you can do manipulating um, water and sodium levels and things like that. Taking it to extreme isn't healthy, so you don't you don't want to go crazy with that stuff. But if it's just for hey, here's this twelve hour window that I need to look really good for, can you smoke and mirrors three to three four pounds off of me? Yeah, we can we can do that. Sweet. But there's no staying power in that, yeah, right? So right. so ninety nine percent of the time, I'm not letting someone do something like that. Now, what we're talking about is. How do we how do we uh, change in a short amount of time? Well, the, we need to know in advance. So most people who come to me, I'm talking about the 20% who come to me who are basically metabolically broken because they've been yo-yo dieting with all these other strategies out there and their body's used to eating very little. Um, that's going to be a tough go. And sometimes it just does take longer than we'd like. It doesn't mean you won't arrive. It doesn't mean you won't achieve the objective. You have to go through the process. But Let's be honest, the majority of people fall under, I call it strategic. Um, that, that's a kind way of basically saying that um, we're not at our goal because of our daily behaviors. And, and oh, by the way, that's not a bad, that's just the reality of life. I'm the same way. Everybody's the same way. We're busy. We have a lot of things, uh, unexpected things pop up. Um, life can get in the way. You know, we, we got deadlines and the boss is calling. We drop off the kids, you name it. So for a lot of people, it's not as much a matter of, okay, we're, we're counting the exact calorie and gram ratio at this time of the day. It's a matter of, okay, Johnny, here's how we're going to avoid hitting the drive through. (laughs) Here's what we're going to have. And here's what I want you to have in advance. So you're not, you know, simple things like I had my turkey today, right? Little, little things like that. Um, If you have in advance advance the game plan the preparation um then it's going to be easier to hit now if you come to me and you say okay here's the deal 6 weeks out i need to look my best or be at my best for this particular event i'm going to weigh my response to you carefully against exactly what i see you doing from a metabolic standpoint in other words if you're used to eating a higher calorie and carb and intake level um, I have leverage, then I can probably you'd be surprised at what I can what, what I can promise you and get done in a few weeks. But if you're coming off of a really bad deal, right? You're coming off of a, a situation where you've done something real extreme and you know you just lost a bunch of weight and you're starting to gain weight back, um, making that real quick transformation happen isn't in the cards for you because it won't last. We have to do it strategically. So I get people that call me and they say, "Angelo, um, so I I I just tried this, you know, this this liquid diet or whatever the, the case was, and you know, and it worked it worked really well, and I lost I lost 20 pounds." I say, "Okay, you lost 20 pounds. How, how much do you weigh now, sir?" And he'll say, "Okay, um, well I, I weigh 250." Okay, so we're you're still wanting to take some weight off? He Goes, yeah, I want I want to take I want to take about 30 30 more pounds off. I said, okay, so you lost 20, so you started at 270, and then now what we have, and he interrupts me, he goes, oh, no, 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 I, I lost the 20, but no, I, I gained that back. I said, I thought you said that you did this deal and you lost 20 pounds. He goes, well, I did. I didn't keep it off. Well, then it's not real. you don't keep it off it's not real people come to me all the time telling me how much they lost or how much they gained or what they did on this whatever it is if it's a gimmick or a fad or a quick fix that means nothing to me now come to me tell me you took five pounds off while you're eating every day while you're following a routine that's sustainable following a routine that i can call you up five years from now and say hey billy are you still on point? Are you still on your plan? Are you still living the lifestyle? And he can say yes to. Now, if you lost five pounds while doing that, now it actually happened. Otherwise, you know, you got the flu for a weekend and you lost five pounds. That's not going to stay gone. It's coming
0: right back.
1: <laughs> so it's all about the, the sustainability and the transformations.
0: One of the questions that I had before was about who are the hardest people to help, and it sounds like people who are faking the funk and faking themselves, not being honest, and also people who have undergone this yo-yoing effect, where their me- where their metabolism is super out of whack. Is that safe to say?
1: And. At the heart of it, that's why I got into this. I am so passionate about it. My coaches and people who have joined my team are so passionate about this. Um, There was a gal. She sat in my office, tears running down her cheeks, just sobbing. She said, Angela, I don't know what to do. I've gained weight. And, And she was a small stature. Um, short, short gal. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm 200 pounds. Um, and he and I'm eating barely 1000 calories a day. And I am not losing an ounce. My friends, my family, they believe they honestly think that when they're not looking, I'm, you know, hiding in the closet eating junk food. Um, and that's not true. I'm just not doing it. I don't know how how I got here how to fix this. And she is just distraught. And we talk some more. And it turned out that, you know, she had a, a rough spot. You know, she started feeling, you know, some insecurities, got a little bit depressed. Um, and she went on a gimmick, a get thin quick program. You know, we all know what those look like. We, we know them when we see them. Right. And uh, and she lost 20 pounds. Um, but then over a few months, she gained 25 back. And then she repeated that and she lost 15 pounds and then gained 18 or 20 back. And then that happened two more. So that happened about three or four times to her. And now she's at the point where her body is really honestly in a maintenance level at just barely over a thousand calories a day. That has to stop. Because the, these diet foods, they don't put on the labels, you know, prolonged exposure to excessive dieting can slow your metabolic rate. It'd be terrible for sales, right? They're not putting that on the labels. This has to stop. Now, this gal that I am te- that I just told you the story of, who just broke my heart, here's what I didn't tell you about her. She's 16. She's 16 years old. And this is what we see. People go through this and at 16 years old, this young woman had already been yo-yo dieting for almost two years. Now, her case was super fixable, right? Here's the deal. Tomorrow... You're going to eat an extra 30 grams of carbs. That's not a lot, right? That's like eat a good size apple, right? A a really big apple. There you go. You know, 25 grams, you know, whatever. What we're going to do is we're just going to get her doing something simple. And you know what? That's going to give you a little bit more energy. And you know what you're going to do with that energy? You're going to go to the gym and I'm going to show you a really great little program. It's only going to take a few minutes that you're going to do for me. And we just followed the process. And she didn't lose weight. She fixed her metabolism to normal. Now she's now she can do whatever she wants. Now she can get fit. She can get to her personal best, um, and it's a non-issue. She's not in that broken spot. But the industry is all telling her, no, you have to eat less and less. So you have to. Um, it's this superfood where if you do this one thing, uh, and that's and that's where there's so much. Um, I don't want to say I don't want to even use the term misinformation because that may be a little heavy handed distracting information. You know, well, if if you eat spicy foods, clinically proven that your metabolic rate rises, um, that's a true statement. Uh, It's true to the same degree that this statement is true. Blinking your eyelashes faster throughout the day raises your metabolic rate. That is also a true statement. It's just insignificant, it's just irrelevant. What we need is the meaningful things. How is your body performing? Are you eating clean foods? Are you getting them at regular intervals to the extent that your body needs? Are you following that good energy and performance up with the right training for your body type? And are we evolving your program from one strategy to the next to ensure that you're being at your best at all times? Those are the big pieces.
0: How do you how do you work with people who I mean, I'm thinking about like stress factors. I'm thinking about, you know, hormone irregularity or Candida overgrowth in the gut, gut health and stuff like that. Things that are maybe sort of hiding in between uh, the data that you guys collect Uh, what what's and I know it's custom for everybody but can you give us an example of, of, of how that comes into consideration. Yeah,
1: no that that's a great topic to bring up. So, um, there are there are those out there that say, "Oh, hormones that's that's a bunch of hooey. That's just an excuse for well, let me tell you, then you, then if you're saying that you're you're, you're not a 48-year-old female. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hormones are a real thing that have a real impact on your body. Now, with that said, um, we stay in our lane. We're, we're not medical. We're not a medical program. We're not treating people. We're not. And you need to really work with your doctors and your medical team on the specifics of that, because that is obviously highly individual to whatever a person needs. So, you you know, you talk about um, you know, candida or hormones and that, you know, that's a enormous topic, right? That could mean a, a, a hundred different things, depending on your personal circumstance. Um, so, Kind of what we're, the way that we're going to deal with that is encourage you to, of course, work with the teams that are going to be able to help you with whatever medical needs you have. Um, but here's the things that you can control from a lifestyle, nutrition and training standpoint. Those become even more important to make sure that we're getting right. So I, I just the other day, it's actually funny you bring this up because I lumped that question into the same as... You know, at my age, uh, isn't it true that your metabolic rate slows down and you, you just can't lose the weight or it's harder to lose the weight? And my answer to that is nope. It's, nope. <laughs> Bold-faced lie. Nope. <laughs> and, and because why? why? Can't, I said, well, I'll tell you what. Can you change your age? <laughs> then Then don't let that be a roadblock. Mentally, emotionally, psychologically, don't let that be a roadblock. You know what I want you to do? I want you to really focus on the things that you can control because how much more meaningful they are. And I'll tell you this, it's not going to stop you from being the best version of yourself. Now, there are varying degrees of excessive. I'm not talking about people with severe medical scenarios that need attention. That's a totally different bucket. But if you fall into the category of the average person with a normal Scenarios with age-related changes in your biology, age-related changes to your hormones. Um, you, you're you're going to be able to win that battle by rolling up your sleeves with good nutrition, with good exercise. And here's what some people are simply missing: they're missing the strategy. They're missing the strategy. Evaluate, reevaluate, and so that that comes down to my mantra for three things. And if you're thinking to yourself, well. Is, do I have a good strategy? Well, you can ask yourself these three questions to know if you have the right strategy. So the first question is, what is your strategy? Can you clearly articulate it? If you can't clearly articulate what you are changing about your nutrition and exercise and or exercise, you really can't expect to see a big shift in what you currently see. So if you look in the mirror or you get your blood work and you're happy with what you're seeing, keep doing it. That's great. There's nothing wrong. Now, if you look in the mirror or you get your blood work and it's like, yeah, I could really, you know, I could probably improve on this a little bit. Then you need to be able to clearly articulate exactly what your strategy is. I'm changing this about my diet. I'm avoiding these or I'm including more of those or I'm adding this food at this time or I'm adjusting my carbohydrates or whatever the scenario may be. It should be very well defined. Second, how do you optimize your time to meet the demands of that strategy? Lots of people, great strategy out there. I had a client literally day before yesterday. I was thinking about trying some, you know, uh, doing vegan for a few days. What do you think? And I said, I think that a plant-based diet is one of the absolute healthiest ways anyone could ever eat. And you will never do it. Well, why would you say I'd never do it? It says because I'm just trying to get you to have a piece of fruit for your afternoon snack. And I can't get you to do that. So let's start with the basics. And if we can get one or two meals in a day, plant-based, then let's talk about moving on to the next. So now we have to look at what we've articulated in our strategy. And we have to combine that against our history to see if there is any justification, any data that would point to, yes, I can actually make that change otherwise i would rather see you change something smaller that's more manageable that you can succeed with versus biting off something huge um, that you can't sustain and that's a personal decision and it's different for each person and then the last one this is the crux of the matter how is your body responding so it's first what's your strategy how do you optimize your time And then is your body responding? And you have to be able to answer that realistically. Am I seeing improvements 30 days later, two weeks later, six weeks later? Am I moving towards the goal? And you know what? If you're moving towards the goal slowly, that's all right. That's all right. But if you're not seeing improvements, then you need to know exactly what your next step is and what you're going to adjust well before you hit that plateau. And that's how you know if your strategy is working
0: or not. What are some of the measurements that you do to see if something's working or not, besides uh, scale?
1: Uh, so, I of course am a huge fan of uh, body comp tests, and they're becoming more, and more easily accessible for the average person. So, that's a great tool. Of course, blood work is a great tool for the major health indicators. Uh, there's a lot of, well, what, what we do is our our clients. We ask in regular intervals. We want to see updated. Photos to actually see. That's not mandatory. I have some clients that don't want to do that, but the vast majority opt into that. And so I'm going to actually look at their physique, and they're going to say, "Well, I don't know. Am I changing? Am I not changing?" And it goes both ways. I get people says, "Yeah, I'm doing great." Uh, So send them the picture back. I said, "Do you see change here?" And then I get clients like, "Oh, I have not made any progress." And then I send them the photos, like, "Whoa." I guess I have. (laughs) So it's very telling. I love using photos. Um, But then, of course, you should always have performance goals, right? So whenever you have – it's an interesting – I've had the privilege of working with a number of uh, very, very high-level – in fact, some world record-holding powerlifters – and that's, you know, what's awesome about that sport is it's just you versus the bar and it's completely black and white. You know, are you improving? Aren't you improving? Are you getting stronger or weaker? There it is. There's no reading between the lines. It's a little tougher with some of my basketball players or football players because one of their other teammates could be having an off day. And so you can't really measure it quite in the same terms. But you you look at your performance, you're getting stronger in the gym. Uh, look at your endurance. You know, are you hitting that half marathon, that marathon time? Do you have a goal? Have you even thought about? Look at your motivation levels. Are you waking up feeling enthusiastic to do physical activities again? Are you feeling more youthful and energetic? Um, so we, we spend a lot of time circling around energy levels um, because that's a direct correlation to performance. Because if your energy levels are in, are, are, are in the toilet, your performance is simply not going to be maximized. That just never happens. And so while there will be phases where you may have to cut or be more restrictive with the food and phases where more of a performance phase um, and you will see some ebb and flow, if your energy levels are consistently low, you know that it's just not working out. You're not going to reach that ultimate goal. People walk into one of our gyms And at our our physical gym locations um, that we have, keep, keep in mind, that's a small percent of our population. Most of our clients are, of course, remote working with our coaches. But at our physical locations, we line the walls with like before and afters of not one in a million who decided to live their life in the gym, but real world people with families and responsibilities and careers who've transformed. And when they come in and say, no, I got to just push a little harder. It's okay that I'm exhausted. It's okay I'm not feeling good. I point to those pictures. You see that guy up there, that girl out there? You see where she's just shredded in that photo? Do you think she's walking around dragging exhausted all the time? No. You want to know the secret to looking like an athlete? You got to be an athlete one day at a time. You got to be an athlete. You can become an athlete. I had a gal, she would come, she'd come for her workouts and she'd have all of her jewelry on and she'd be wearing the long um, earrings and, uh, and almost, almost formal wear to the gym. <laughs> but Angela, I, I don't, I don't sweat. And then, you know, a few months later, Angela, I don't, I don't do lunges. Like Angela I don't work out in groups and then you know a year later there she is like front of the class leading the pack dripping sweat just killing it now if I would have subjected her to that day one uh, she would have checked out a long time ago but little bit at a time and you know why because progress is the greatest human motivator and once you start to get a taste of it you want more and there's a There's a lot worse things you can invest yourself into. This is going to give you productivity. My executives, my CEOs, my businessmen, this always gives them literally a financial return on investment. When they are willing to put just a little bit of time into their own health and their own fitness, they always get it back with dividend. It it comes back at them in spades from a business standpoint. Um, It's worth the effort. You just have to have strategy to go with it.
0: What do uh, critics say? How do they try to pick apart what you do?
1: That's interesting. I haven't been asked that before. Um, Because we are... So diet agnostic, I guess would be the word. Um, I guess we don't have a lot of harsh critics from the standpoint of saying that your, your diet is this or your diet is that, you know, we start with what's your lifestyle that you as a person are comfortable with. And we're going to build something around that. So what I have is not a diet. What I have is a method of evaluation. So it's it's not really that subjective. It's right. really a um, he, he, what you're doing is or isn't working. Yeah. And now here
0: are your options. It's so it, maybe we'll, it's sort of yeah, an unfair, it's sort of an unfair question, of course, because because um, because it's not blanket statements. Because it's not one size fits all. Because it's custom to Sean McCormick's um, mesomorph right. frame. And the time that I allocate and the way that I eat, it's tough to, it's tough to pick that apart because you're not making outlandish claims that this is going to work or that's going to work, or we've got the cure all it's custom to you. So how do you, I mean, how could somebody pick it apart? Here's my
1: illustration. In fact, this is what I, I argue against. And that is the dogmatic one way works. I have literally seen every diet out there work under the right circumstance, but not for everyone. Not all the time. I have seen every training program work, but not for everyone all the time. And that's where you get into the trouble. So it's like a person when they you read an article and some guru maybe fabulous says, this is the best exercise. This is a one and for all. This is it. And and forever, right? It's like, going to the car mechanic and walking into his garage and said, Hey, you know what, which tool in here is the best, uh, which is better the screwdriver or the wrench? Because <laughs> right. I've been hearing a lot of good things about the wrench this time of year. <laughs> it's a stupid question. And so here's, I'm, I'm kind of trying to read between the lines, Sean, here's what you're asking me. What you're asking me is there, there's two sides of the river. Um, uh, You know, the industry standard from the early 80s has been calorie counting. And then you have those that are in the camp of carbohydrate manipulation. And guess what? They're both right. The key is, which lever do you want to use? And I can actually break that down very simple. You use the lever that you have the most leverage with. So somebody comes to me and they're eating barely sustenance state level calories I don't have that as a lever. So our options remaining are carbohydrate manipulation. If somebody comes to me and I got a guy who's eating 3,500 calories a day and not even physically active, and he's uh, wanting to take weight off, and I don't recommend a low-carb diet for him, the reason is because I don't have to. I have so much leverage with just manipulating calories before we even broach at any level of his metabolism acclimating negatively that I get to keep that ace in the hole. So each lever, whether it be calorie manipulation or carbohydrate manipulation, or the addition of one of uh, many different training modalities are all just tools that have to be applied based off of what's broken. Because, again, there's nothing fair. I got a guy right now. He weighs 323 pounds. He's the nicest guy. He works his tail off. He exercises. He hits his elliptical. He's got an elliptical in his living room. He hits it six days a week for 45 minutes. That's what he can fit. If he's lucky, he loses one pound a week, and there is nothing fair about it. But that's his reality, and so I got to use the tools and the strategies based on what his – Today, physical metabolic reality is the same day. I'm gonna talk to one of my gals, and I have actually several like this now. Where she weighs 110 pounds, she was 110 pounds, she is eating over 3,000 calories a day. And guess what happens if she misses a single meal? <laughs> she loses weight. There's nothing fair about that. But could you imagine trying to make a dietary recommendation without knowing how that person responds first?
0: Right. Yeah. That's the problem with the one size fits all. Yeah. Flying blind with no context. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, what's your take on um, like vitamins and supplements?
1: so i uh, you know I, I grew up in a household that was a firm believer in the value of quality vitamins and all that good stuff so um i don't believe in mega dosing anything unless there's a, a reason for it that your doctor is prescribed what you want to do is avoid being deficient in something that's that's the big key is avoid being deficient in it now there could be some people that are big proponents of high levels of this that or the other and uh I'll stay in my lane. I'll say that there, there's probably things that uh, good research out there that. Um, but I'll tell you this: I, I've never had someone I've looked at their physique and I've gone, "Yeah, you, uh, y- you missed your vitamin B yesterday." Didn't
0: you? <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can tell with my guy, especially at the level where they're preparing for physique competitions, they're already very lean. I can tell when my guys missed a single meal, a single carb, I can tell if my gals had alcohol the night before, and I can usually tell whether it was hard alcohol or wine, just looking at their physique. No, really? Usually, oh yeah. that has the difference between water retention, dehydration, and just how the body responds to that. Uh, But putting all that aside is, I can see that immediately reflected in someone's performance and physique. Now over time, you know, somebody's like, man, I'm doing stuff right. I, I, my energy's a little low. Well, you know, have you had your blood work done? Have you checked your iron levels? Have you checked the basics? So I am a believer in that. Um, I just, I'm going to use the big levers. Let's start with your training, your nutrition. Let's get as much nutrients from your nutrition as possible. And then let's supplement with whatever is needed so that you can be optimal. And the best way to do that is to actually know what you're high in, know what you're low in. And that's where, you know, some blood work is good. Um, now, the sports supplement side, that's that—that's a different conversation, but I'll give you a quick summary on it. There's some good sports supplements out there. There's a reason why a lot of them just come and go, a lot come and go. Um, you know what the most popular sports supplement on the planet is? Uh, creatine. uh, well, you know what that is, that, that is very popular, but you probably weren't thinking of the one even above this protein powder as oh, a short sure. supplement, right. right? Uh, creatine, you know, um, uh, I, I have done creatine off and on in my training career. Uh, my body responds really well to it. I've seen a lot of people respond really well to it. Some people respond marginally to it, but almost everyone gets something out of it, but definitely look into the impact it has on on your body when you use it, know how to go into it, um, but uh, protein powder. So should we be taking protein powder? Well, I, I, I love protein. I got several tubs of it at my house, all different types. Um, yet I don't often recommend it when somebody, the first words out of their mouth is I need to lose 50 pounds. I'm not recommending protein powder, right. and here's why. Like, I'm going to be feeding you less food. That's just the reality. If not today or tomorrow, it's coming at some point. So I want you to be able to have items that are satiating and filling. Now, I was just recently, I had the privilege, I've got to work with a number of uh, top, top 10 CrossFitters. And man, trying to find just little little ways to get just a little more fuel into them. Oh my gosh, it's a lifesaver. I had, after I trained uh, a few more famous football players, I have fathers come and sit in front of me and across the desk, I'm looking at their son who's um, going to be graduating high school in a year and look, and they have, you know, some D one schools are looking at him. and the father's saying, my son's got, you know, an arm on him. Like you wouldn't believe he's going to be the next pro. We're going to take it all the way. I want the absolute best for him. And I'm looking across the table at this six foot, 355 pound kid.
0: Yeah.
1: And I say to him, okay, um, here's the deal. If you're serious about this, then we're going to have to, we're going to have to change a few things here. And I say, all right, son, do you like food? And he's, uh-huh. I like food. I said, <laughs> not anymore. You don't. <laughs> and he laughs. And I say, stop laughing. You are going to hate food. You are going to have a stomach ache. You're going to be eating so much food for the next six months of your life. And then dad will pipe in and dad says, well, isn't that, can't, isn't that bad for him? Yep, it is. But here, here's the deal. I'm weighing his digestive health against his spinal health when a 290-pound defensive end lands on your son's face. Yeah. And I've decided that we're going to go with the tummy ache for six months. And I've, I've had young athletes that uh, i I've had to, in basically an off-season, put 35 pounds on. And we've done it. Um, I'm not recommending that by the way, but in, in this case, it's a, you know, versus the alternative. It's the better method. You better believe I used protein powder and I use um, high calorie shakes and every method I could because this poor kid, there's just no way he could physically chew that much food in a day. So, um, once
0: again, It's so, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but, but no, no. What, what you're saying is, uh, is so clear to me, right? Like if you need to protect your body, brother, if you need to put on some extra weight so that you can actually survive another season and stand in the pocket and take hits like, yeah, it's not going to be very much fun, but putting on 20 pounds of, you know, lean muscle mass, uh, if that's what the goal is, then, by God, we're gonna do it. I think that's so interesting.
1: <laughs> can I leave can I leave your listeners with a couple myth busters?
0: Please do. I want
1: just to, if nothing else, if you remember nothing. So if you walk away from this podcast and you, you listen to this and you go, I want to make changes. I want to talk with someone about this. Please just consider talking to one of our coaches. Metpro.co, talk with one of our coaches. If you just want to change. One or two things tomorrow. Here's what I want you to do I want you to make a go bag. Simple as that. Make a go bag, put low perishable items in it, items that will keep for at least several days at a time. I'm talking, you know, you can do anything from, you know, the little packets of peanut butter to brown rice cakes or uh, raisins, nuts, jerky, anything that, we're not talking about, this is gonna be your sustenance living on day in and day out. This is for the emergency circumstances so that you don't have to hit the drive-through. You always have something in the trunk of your car. I wanna give you just a new perspective on how to understand and think about your metabolism. The way your metabolism works is it acclimates to your environment, your nutritional environment, your physical training um, and and surrounding. Everything about our body adapts to its environment. So if you spend time in the sun, your skin changes pigment, you get a tan. If you run long distances, your heart muscle grows and and you have greater aerobic capacity. If you lift heavy weights, your muscles hypertrophy and they get bigger. Everything about your body adapts Why does the industry, not in its entirety, but in general, seem to suggest that your metabolic rate is any different? The medical community, the fitness community gives a nod to, yes, it does speed and lower. But my personal opinion is that we don't recognize to what degree that happens, just how dramatic your metabolic rate can raise, rise and how dramatic it can lower, all to keep homeostasis. Homeostasis is basically a state where your body isn't in a perpetual fluctuation because the human body can't survive if you're just gaining and gaining and gaining mass. If you're just losing and losing and losing mass, you would die. So metabolism is there to prevent that from happening. So if you eat less, it not overnight, but over a reasonable amount of time is able to acclimate to make processes that your body has to fulfill more efficient and require less energy to keep you alive. Well, the opposite is true also, which is why. We can, to a degree, within the range of your genetic predisposition, we can control it. So Sean, when you think of, when you think of someone with a blazing fast metabolism, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Describe them to me.:
0: Yeah, tall, long, lean, sort of swimmer's body.
1: Love it. You just described Michael Phelps, right? Yeah. He's known for, yeah, so <laughs> Michael Phelps metabolism. I'm going to tell you about some folks that his metabolism is puny compared to. You ready for this? Yeah. You ever seen those uh, uh, Discovery Health Channel shows? They're taking the uh, the 1100 pound man out of his house on a crane. They're actually these these guys are in a tight spot. It's a sad sad thing to see some people deteriorating and that unhealthy. Did you see those shows? You know
0: what I'm talking about? Yeah, my 600 pound life.
1: Like yeah, that's that's like one of them. There's a lot like that. Right. So, of course, you know, they're trying to dramatize it, but they'll show everything that this person is eating, you know, in one day. And it's like, wow, that's what my family would eat in a week. And, you know, obviously there's a little bit of showmanship going on there. But the reality is the nutritionists that are working with these people, they can put these guys on 5000 calories a day. And guess what? Going to lose weight. They're going to lose weight on that. How many pounds would you lose, Sean, <laughs> if I put you on 5,000 calories a day, right? Yeah, right. These guys, they can't stand on their own. Sadly, they're morbidly obese. They can't stand on their own, yet they have a blazing fast metabolism. You see, we are, we're always equating uh, fast metabolism with ultra-healthy. That can be true. But the way the metabolism functions is a little bit less discriminant. It's really just a survival mechanic where if you're eating more, it's just trying to keep up because its job, remember, its job is to create homeostasis to stop you from gaining weight. So even these people who are physically inactive because of the incredible amounts of intake they're consuming, they're consuming. They have blazing fast metabolisms, which is why when they then decrease to what you or I might eat, that pounds just fly off of them. Now if that's true, let's take, let's look at the opposite scenario. If you were to take a group of and this is go back to the BMI height weight, you're this tall, you, you burn you know this weight, you burn this many calories just simply not being a practical reality. If you were to take a group of people, and they're stranded on a deserted island, okay? We have them on rations. They're eating 1,500 calories a day. So there's women, there's children, there's men, there's elderly people, there's big people, there's little people and everything in between. A year later, they're rescued from the island. Every single person that comes off that island their metabolic rate is 1,500 calories a day. They are burning 1,500 calories a day. If not, they don't come off the island. So the guy that weighed 250 pounds, who is used to eating 4,000 calories a day, is now eating 1,500 calories a day. So there are only two outcomes possible. Either his metabolic rate acclimates and finds a way to keep him alive at 1,500 calories a day, or it doesn't, which means he dies. So if he didn't die, it means he reset his metabolic rate to 1,500 calories a day, which means you can actually, to a degree, reset where your metabolic rate is at. Everybody's metabolic rate will adapt to the intake they're at. That's how the body keeps us alive. So when I when I tell this to a big crowd of people, I'm giving one of the lectures or seminars, and everyone's like, I don't know about this. This guy, this, I, this doesn't sound let me put it in terms that's super relatable. I'll pick one of the gals out of the front row, someone petite, nobody's gonna get their feelings hurt. You know, someone's I'll say, okay, Julie here up in the front row. Yeah. How much do you weigh, Julie? I weigh 120 pounds. Perfect. Julie, uh, what would happen if we changed nothing about your diet or your training or your lifestyle, except one thing every night before you go to bed, you're going to eat a pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. That's a thousand calories a night. What would happen? And she laughs and she says, well, I'd be happy. And then, you know, everybody chuckles. Like, right, right, right. She goes, no, no. But what would happen? What would happen to you in 30 days? And she goes, well, i gained gain weight. How much weight? I have asked this question a hundred times. And invariably, the person will say to me, eh, I gained 5 to 15 pounds. Invariably, she'll say that. And you know what? This is what I do at my entire life. This is where I'm dedicated. I am an expert on this. And I can tell you, because I've watched thousands and thousands of people, that Julie's right. She knows her body pretty well. She gained probably between 5 and 15 pounds, give or take. So now, perfect. Now, if you kept doing that, pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream, 1,000 calories a night, every night before you went to bed for a year, how much weight would you gain? And invariably, she will say, "I, whew, I probably gained, you know. 15 to 30 pounds. And you know what? She's right. Again, she's right because she knows her body intuitively. She's experienced her body enough to know how it would react. Now, let's do the math on that compared to traditional understanding. A thousand calories a night, that's 7,000 calories a week. If we're saying there's 3,500 calories in a pound of fat, that's two pounds a week. 52 weeks in a year, she should gain. 102 pounds in one year. Then I'll ask everyone in the room, raise your hand if you think that Julie here is going to gain 102 pounds in one year of eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream at night. What, no takers? Well, there's got to be someone who thinks that. I mean, we just did the math, right? Because if you don't think that, then here's what that means. It means that you just said to me, no, she wouldn't gain 102 pounds. So that means that Haagen-Dazs ice cream Speeds Julie's metabolism. <laughs> now, don't go home and say, "Well, that Mr. Polly told me to eat Häagen-Dazs ice cream to speed your metabolism." Trust me, the weight you will gain, you're not going to be happy about. But it's definitive proof that the way the metabolism behaves is it's going to acclimate. Not as quickly as you would like. You'd wish it acclimated a lot faster. But it will acclimate to your intake to prevent you from dying. Because if somebody was literally gaining 102 pounds a year, year at they'd be, they can't survive like that, right? So if we recognize the metabolism has the capacity to adapt, now all the mathematics is wrong because we haven't factored in that your metabolic rate is going to come up and it's going to come down and it's going to ebb and flow based on what you're taking in and how you're training and your day-to-day activities. So how can someone say, aha, here's the right diet? Someone can say, aha, here's a healthy diet. I would have no problem with that. But how can one person say, aha, here's the right diet for you, let alone a mass of people, even a single person? because the right diet is going to constantly adjust based on how your body is adjusting what you're trying to accomplish. So in my mind, there is no right diet per se. What there is, is an evaluation system to track where your body, where your metabolism is as it fluctuates up and down and in life as it changes. So it's either living life, with or in the absence of a tracking tool or methodology to know where your body's at. That's what metabolic profiling does is it gives you a tool to track those ebbs and those flows to see in real time, in real time, pardon how your body is actually responding, which then will enable you to make educated choices about your food and about your exercise.
0: The level of clarity, and obviously, you've, you know, this is your focus, this is your life, but the level of clarity and logic and specificity that you're talking about in our conversation is really striking because in a world of uh, confusion around food and diet and results, there's so much there's so much disinformation. There's so it's so confusing for people. But just listening to you speak <laughs> is just like a breath of fresh air because it's airtight, man. It's it's <laughs> it, I mean it is. It, and it's really refreshing because obviously you're doing something right because your business is growing, because you're getting results, because you can go on the website and you can see the before and after pictures. And I think that what you're doing is phenomenal and I'm, I'm, I, am i am i am going to take you up on it. I'm going to, I, I have to, cause I have goals, awesome. you know, I, I want to, I want to get after it. And I know that a lot of our listeners who are, are, are extremely concerned with their level of performance and the lifestyle that they want to live. They want to have energy. They want to do good work. They want to, they want to be healthy and strong. And, uh, your approach is, uh, is so refreshing Uh, where, where, what, what can people do? Where should they go? I mean, we've got, um, you know, I'll, I'll do the special offers and everything with everybody, uh, in the pre-read here, but, but, uh, where can people follow you and and how can they best connect with uh, the people at MetPro?
1: First of all, Sean, uh, everything you just said, that was, that was so kind of you to say. Thank you very much. I I mean
0: it, man. I'm not putting you on. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, it's so clear.
1: Go to um, and uh, my my producers here you know waving at me saying we got a special deal for you guys, for your listeners so go to because I said before metpro.co but do metpro.co/opp uh, because uh, they're, they're going to have it just say that hey I heard about you I, I heard about you from Sean and we're going to take care of you guys we'll we'll have a special deal for you and even if it's just to to learn more. Feel free, call, talk with one of us. I can tell you the name of the, you know, the handful of people that you'll be talking to, and they would love to hear your story. So call up, talk to us metpro.co slash OPP and then hit up Sean because see, before the podcast started, I, I told him, Hey, do this for a month. It's on me. I want you to experience this. And now he's going to take us up on it. So now, now you're on the hook, buddy. I'm in dude. I'm in.
0: I, I, I'm there. I'm there. Uh, Angela, thank you so much for your time today, man. I, I, this has been a really refreshing, really illuminating conversation. And I know that it's going to resonate with people. Um, uh, I, I, I end with one question uh, for everybody um, and, it, and it's really a fill in the blank. So if you would complete this sentence for me, everyone would benefit from knowing how their metabolism works. Boom. Killer. <laughs> Angelo, thank you for being a guest today on the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: Thanks so much, Sean.
0: And we're all set.
1: And Sean, you rock, buddy.